0: This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Welcome to Nursing in America. I am your host, Tanya Friedman, Chief Executive Officer here at Kinetics USA. I've invited Luciana De Silva to be the guest host for a few episodes. She'll be speaking with nurses now living in America to figure out what life is really like. Enjoy.
1: Today, I'm speaking to Well Archie. She also goes by Lonnie. Lonnie trained as a nurse in Davao City in the Philippines, then moved to Michigan in 2012. Let's hear how it's going. Well, so this is going to be a great conversation because I know that you've probably learned a lot and done a lot in the last nine years since you've been here. Um, but starting from the beginning, what motivated you to come to the United States? So I came here in the United States in a
2: different... Um, different um, it, it's not like the other nurses who came here who really does it from scratch. But I came here because I... Um, My husband lived in Cedar Springs and that's how I came to the United States. Uh, But I started this when I came in here, I started this from the scratch. Also, I didn't have any license to work here as a nurse. So uh, it was really a it was a struggle. Also, I started working as a laundry personnel, uh, working in a supermarket. And then I started uh, doing my self-studies and did my, uh, my NCLEX exams, and then I got my license, and then I started working as a nurse. My husband at that time is the one who motivated me to come to the United States because it's, it's
1: unlikely that he can live in the Philippines, so... Well, it's fantastic that that you came and that you stayed. And and even if you had someone here that you were coming to be with, the struggle is still there and it's still real. You're, you're coming to a new place and you're walking into mm-hmm. a new culture. Uh, what was that experience like?
2: Yeah, it was really different from the food that you are eating, um, the way that people talk to you, and uh, the way they treat you even if, even when i started my job as a nurse it was a total different you know i mean i do have an accent i ha- i really have a thick accent my e my e my o. U, this kind of um you know the how you say the words uh, sometimes there are slang phrases that i misunderstood and i took it very literal um this kind of things um, I did have, when I started as a nurse, um, I, some of the, you know, CNAs and the people I work with, I I think they're just being too kind to me, or maybe they thought some of them probably thought that I did not know about certain things. Well, because the way I talk or I was too quiet, that was different, um, the way we do our nursing in Philippines and here, somehow, like you know, clinical skills are very, are universal, but the way you handle things, the way how you react to certain things, or how you talk to people to to to, to your patients are totally different. Um, in what ways? Can
1: you tell me more about that in the clinical sense?
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, my experience here are more on long-term and I deal with a lot of elderlies and their families. So in my country, you do have, when you have a patient, you have a family member who we call them like their watchers. Uh, They are the one who is taking care of the patients at the bedside. Here in the United States, it's all you and one one of your CNAS or certified or your nursing assistant. The way I see it, um, he, in my country, the, our patients and the family, they are, they listen to you, they follow what you said. It's like, no question asked. When the nurse or the doctor said it, said something or asked you to do something, they will do it. Here in the United States, it's like more on, we are scared of the family of the patients or we are scared of, of the patients when they said something, or when they uh, don't agree into something, they will call the state. They will call whoever they would call against us. But it's 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 a little bit different from Philippines.
1: That um, is really different. So whenever you're saying scared of the families, what is it? Because you're worried about uh, legal situations, or it's just telling them some, yes. some difficult news. It,
2: it it varies though one is the legal consequence and the other thing is that um when the way they tell you things like you do that you do it my way like oh uh, so I, I I do have a family member before who is literally following me whenever I my lunch break because um her mom did not get the suppository or her, her mom did not get the Tylenol or, or something like that. And they will threat you. I will call your administrator. I will call your so-and-so. I will call the state against you because you did not give my mom the suppository or whatever um, they want, they ask us to do. And there are times that we cannot just give, patient's medication we have to of course we have to have doctor's order we need to make sure that it's a, it's our standing order they just tell you that this is what I want like something like that they overpowering you like telling you what to do uh, according to what they want it's not that bad I mean they have the right to 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 make decision for themselves or for their family but the way they express it is a little bit different they um, find it rude sometimes I understand that some of this family are grieving or they are still not able to, uh, to accept that their parents are in, in a skilled facility or some, something like that. But um, the way we are treated is a little bit different. In Philippines, most of the Filipinos are very courteous, very respectful, the way they talk to you. But here, it's a little bit different. I'm not saying that it's all, but there are just those people. <laughs> I think it's everywhere but those are my experience and the way you talk and if you are really like quiet and um not appearing confident they don't they seems like they're not trusting you in that way so you really have to be really confident on what you're doing what you're saying that you know what you are doing and the way you talk to them like act like you know like you know it even if you don't <laughs> because they don't trust you if you are not confident in what you're doing or something like that.
1: That's something that, that I've heard from a lot of nurses that, that it seems like um, that the Americans are much more like outspoken and it can come across as aggressive and rude yes. and that it's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. But switching gears a little bit, you had mentioned that uh, you had to learn how to drive when you got here. Yes. So what was it like? Um, What was the process of getting a license in the United States? Imagine you're talking to someone um, from, let's say, Kenya, and they're coming to the United States for the first time, and they've never driven here. They don't know anything about getting a license. Walk me through that process.
2: So uh, I, I was blessed that I have somebody who taught me how to drive. Uh, It was a long process for me, probably took me one year before I get my nursing, uh, my driver's license, sorry. I did not have money to pay for the, you know, the student driving. If you go to school for driving, uh, some people can afford it, but at that time I cannot. So I was patiently waiting for someone like um, the, the mother of my husband that time uh, taught me how to drive after her work, um, it was a little bit scary because I have no idea how to do the steering wheel, the brakes, or this kind of things, but it's, it was a slow process for me. Once uh, I get that person to teach me how to drive for free, I started studying all the regulations and policy. I went to the uh, DMV and got a booklet. And I studied that one, and um, and then I do practice questions. And uh, once I get that, I went to get apply for my um for my student. What's that called? A student uh, permit to drive, or, or yeah, I think it's a student permit to drive. And I took the exams, and I thought it was that scary. But you know, everything in the book is all there. And then I did my actual, um, like my actual driving driver's test. That one is a little bit hard because um, I did not pass the first time. <laughs> I failed to dra- to park my car. It was not par- like um, a back parking. Is that a back parking? When you park your car. That you back your, up. Your yeah. Um, I did not get that. So I was, I failed the first time. And I had to redo it again until I got it. And it was not that scary as I thought it
1: was, once you are taking the process steps by steps. Well, yay, that that you that you passed it. You know, it's actually really common that a lot of people don't pass their driver's test uh, the first time mm-hmm. that that they take it. When you were taking the the written test, what kind of questions did it ask?
2: That is more on um, it was more on the science. What does the yellow signs, red signs? When do you, um, when do you turn left, right? Um, those kind of questions. And if there is a bus, what would you do if there's a school bus you followed? Yield signs, uh, it, it talks, oh, I was asked about um, the speed limit in a countryside, in a highway, um, those kind of questions, which are in the book that I was studying, so it
0: was not as bad. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show.
1: I'm guessing that you ended up buying a car. How were you able to, to build credit once you got here? So I started getting a
2: like a credit card from one of the stores, uh, Coles, I think mean, that was it. And because my name is not on any bills and I did not have to pay, I, I don't have a lease. I didn't have a phone bill, so I started getting credit card, but I was, um, yeah, a store credit card and then a credit union credit card. That's how I started building my credits. And then once I got my job, I started um, buying a phone with my names on it and I paid it in a monthly basis, like really uh, on time. So and then I started having my credit and uh, with the car, when I purchased it, I did not have a lot of credit that time, but they do, uh, some of the stores, they offered you something like, my interest was a little bit higher than others because my credit was not built yet. But we have, there are like small stores, like not stores, like, you know, people, uh, salesperson that who would take, who would take it or who would accept it. So I paid, I I saved a little bit money and paid like uh, partial, like half of the amount of the car. Um, And then I just paid the rest and they allowed me to do it. And also the bank also was actually approved me for getting um, a loan for my car. So it was um, not too hard in my part to get that. But of course, I opened my uh, my bank account first from the bank and uh, and then they they allowed you, you. You probably have to have. I had a higher interest that time,
1: but later on it went down. What sort of documentation and paperwork did you need to open a bank account? Where did you open one?
2: I opened one from Chase. I just needed to have my uh, my my ID, social my social security, and then um, it's. I was blessed that I know peop- my my the family of my husband knows someone, <laughs> so it was uh, I I was just asked for my ID and my social security actually, so it was not uh, I have those. And um, and then I got I, I had my account
1: opened. You mentioned the social security card. Um, when you got here, uh, did you have to go to the social security office to get to get your social security card? How did you actually obtain like the physical card? What was that process?
2: Um, as far as I remember, when I came in here, I still have to process my visa and uh, my two years permanent. No. My two years permanent visa, yes, I had to process that one, and I have to actually go to the office for me to file um, the the to get my SSN. Uh, they require they ask me about my my two years, you know, card my green card. That was the one of the uh, the requirements they ask from me. I I think that's a and my ID. I barely remember some of those, but the, the most important thing I remember is my green card. They ask about it. So,
1: okay. That the, these are the sort of things that when people hear it and they think about it, it scares them because it seems so, mm-hmm. so complicated.
2: It was not that complicated. I went in there, bring my uh, requirements, bring my green card. I had an ID that time, like a uh, state ID, because I don't have driver's license. I had to have my state ID. Um, and then that's about it, actually. I think I uh,
1: I brought my passport also, but they did not need that, that time. Probably, maybe now they would. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you came, you, you, uh, you said that your, your husband at the time was already living in the United States. So I had some questions about renting an apartment um, or buying a house. Do you have any insight on either of those things? Just, you want to talk about it?
2: Yeah. Um, that time we used to live with my in-laws and then we rented an apartment after a year when I get my job to help bills. Our town is small and all of the apartment there, there's like a waiting lists. Uh, although there are different apartments for the low-cost and you know those kind of low-cost and the medium. I, I forget the, the, the terms of the use, but we have to wait for someone to evacuate the place. Um, And they asked us for to to like a one-month deposits. It was not as, it was not as scary and it was not as hard as I thought right now. So um, we just we we rented an apartment, we applied for it. They will ask, of course, they will do a background check, they will ask where you work at. Um, They will ask how much you're making, they will ask your previous bills, like some kind of paperwork that you are paying bills somehow. So that's how we get it. And then um, two years later, we bought a house. Um, We started having a not the big house. So it's like a double wide house. Um, because that that's only we can you know we can afford to buy monthly in you know, a monthly basis. We had to get a broker from real estate and they hook uh, they they brought us to this to their office and um, gave us an options for loans and uh, the mortgage payment and things like that. We did not have any problem in getting the loans because I had a full-time job and then my husband at that time had a full-time job also. It was, it was a fast process, actually. The only thing that takes it longer is which one we have to choose, you know, going to house to house to see if this is the right house for us. But other than that, it was not
1: as crazy as I thought it would be. Did you have to go through an inspection and that process whenever you were in escrow and closing on the house?
2: Oh yes, we do. Uh, someone had some, some someone came in to inspect the house, inspect the um, our appliances, the heater, and all of those escrow thing. I'm not very familiar to most of that time our broker or that real estate agent are doing all the job Um but I do not remember, I remember they came and inspect the house and of course that house that we bought everything was kind of new so we did not have any issues
1: after. And you said that a great reason why you were able to get that loan too is because you had the full-time job um, working where where you are. Tell me about the you know you have this great job tell me about the benefits that come along with it because you're you said a long-term care facility so do you get health insurance, 401k? What sort of benefits can people expect with this, with this job?
2: Yes. Uh, that's really interesting because uh, my company offered us a lot of benefits, but understand that time what they are for. Um, so they offered you a full benefit of health insurance, 401k and other legal services. And uh, around that time when applied uh my job, I, have, I was so illiterate about financials um, and how to save and what is 401k. I did not even know uh, how much I can put it in there. I was just going by with the hearsay and what they said, like, oh, you can match it. You have to match it, what your employees offer. And I do not understand what it means. I just do not want my paycheck to be cut. So I said, okay, I'm just gonna put one percent in it, which I, until now, I kind of regretted it <laughs> because I could have saved a little bit more when I started, if, if I knew it at that time. So I just put money in there without knowing what it's for. Uh, I was just following the trend with uh, what others are doing. But then I realized later on, as I was reading about how to invest, how, how to save for your retirement, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I should have done this before. I should have saved more. I should have put my money on stocks than spending it to something else or than thinking that if you invest your money with your friends, it will grow. No, it was not. It was not that the case so and now when I learned about 401k Roth IRA oh my gosh I still to this day I regretted that I did not start as early as I should have
0: we hope you enjoyed today's episode of nursing in America part two will be available next week so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then if you enjoyed the episode Please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.